being on that first page is going to make a huge difference in my entire business. But in reality, even if you rank well and you run a really poor company, mm -hmm. that's not going to help you in any way. Right. I would say do the opposite. Take care of your customers. Make sure you have a really solid foundation as a business. Mm -hmm. And then when you're ready, look at SEO to complement what you have so that you can then fill that lead funnel of your ideal customers that you've kind of distinguished over the years. Hey, it's Matt. And this is Pass the Secret Sauce. Right, everyone, welcome back to Pass the Secret Sauce. On today's episode, we have John Vuong. He's the owner of a local search uh, SEO search company. He helps small and medium-sized businesses rank in Google and dominate their local market. So John actually shares quite a few different tips with us on how to help us rank higher in Google. And obviously everybody is looking for that. Everybody wants that information. John's been doing this for a good number of years and uh, he's actually located up in Toronto. So if you're looking for a great SEO company or looking for tips on how to rank better, rank your website better, Listen to, to some of John's tips here and give him a call. He uh, has a great, great service that he's put together up there. So again, I hope that you enjoy today's episode of Pass the Secret Sauce. So the dinner table was more family oriented. So growing up, I came from, actually, I was the first person in my family born in Canada. My family, my background is I have three siblings, older, and my parents actually left the Vietnam War. Oh, wow. And um, back in 1980, actually in the 70s, they had to liquidate their business, sell it for gold, and just escape the war-torn nation, right? What was happening, they thought, you know, living in a new society, community, country would better their life as well as the next generation, which is ourselves, right? Mm -hmm. So... For us, all we had was family because it was a new country. We didn't have, they didn't have like friends here, like back home, right? It was all business, friends, family. They mm -hmm. had to liquidate everything. So for us, it was all about the dinner, lunch, and really just really sticking together very close. And that's what reminds me of, you know, a dinner table. And that's, that's what I've kind of formed in my family right now. Oh, that's great. That's great. That's interesting. What, what type of business did they have in Vietnam? It was a car, rep, uh, bicycle repair shop. Okay. So at that time, I mean, everyone in Vietnam either had a motorcycle, a uh, bicycle. I think it was a motorcycle shop. And for them, it was more about, it was a very high demand ticketed shop, right? So they were able to save quite a bit. And that's why they were fortunate enough to sell what they had for gold. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of people that were, weren't able to, right? So, so do you have any idea how that worked? I mean, you, you mentioned that twice now that they sold it for gold, which I think that's fascinating. Like, I, I, like how does that work? What did they, did they actually? Yeah so, yeah, so what really happened during a war, there's, you know, the Russian-backed soldiers and then mm -hmm. the American-backed soldiers, right? So when they were in the South Vietnam, in Saigon, the North, soldiers were coming into all the businesses and pretty much taking anything at will right okay. and what the government was doing was you know allowing it to happen because 
you know, at that state, it's either you die or we'll give you something as opposed to nothing, right? Yeah, yeah. So they liquidated it, whatever they could get. And, you know, during war-torn, you know, situations, it's life or death, right? Yeah, and you're, yeah. you have to figure things out at a very fast rate, right? Spontaneous uh, reaction. So that's what my family did. Wow. That's, that's quite a story. It's quite a story. So, so they, they came here. Did they start another business here then too? Yes. So unfortunately, my dad was ill. So he had tuberculosis and yeah. my mom and dad didn't speak English at all, right? They were Vietnamese. So for us, it was struggling during my early days. I actually started helping out uh, financially. I worked as a newspaper boy when I was nine years old. My family was really tight. So we kind of stuck together and just helped each other out going through just the upbringing, right? Making sure we had food on the table, shelter to be had. You know, yeah, we shopped secondhand. We got, we made by, right? Like, mm -hmm. but we were not like the kids down the street, right? Like everyone had their own life story and journey. Ours was just unique and different. Yeah, interesting. Very, very interesting. So, so you were delivering newspapers at nine. Did you, did you have any other businesses or anything like that or any things that you were doing you know, through high school or anything? You have a big smile on your face, eh? Seem there's yeah. a story there. <laughs> yeah. So over my years, even before I started my business career after finishing university, I mm -hmm. probably worked at over 20 plus odd jobs oh, wow. and also full-time jobs. So everything from the stadiums in Hamilton, it was Iverwin Stadium, as well as Cops Coliseum. And then I was working at the Royal Botanical Gardens. I was working at the library, restaurants, Mandarin, like all these side jobs from landscaping to factory work to line work i was trying everything to see what kind of really fit me right as well as trying to earn some money right so for me over the years i learned like you know money doesn't grow on trees you got to work for it mm -hmm. and i started early and therefore my discipline and really desire to really just be self-sufficient, I would say, as opposed to relying on others. And yes, I did get a OSAP loan. Uh, so the government here in Canada gives you a loan to go to school. So I was able to be accepted to university and I borrowed money. But during that time, I also worked. And of course, when you finish school, you have to pay it back, right? Yeah, so, right. But it's all about the opportunity. And this is what I, I'm talking about. My parents sacrificed their whole life livelihood right from the business to their wealth to have a better opportunity for myself my siblings right mm -hmm. so i can't let them down like yeah so that's where i'm at you know and maybe that's where my business entrepreneurial life blood is in me right yeah yeah no i'm sure i'm sure that has a huge part of it so so you graduated university uh what happened next did you start your companies right away or what, what was the next move no, I did not start. I actually um, was accepted to go to uh, Japan on exchange, oh, wow. pro like teaching English in Japan because I wanted to travel. So during my entire high school career life and going up to say 18, 19, I never really had a chance to travel. My extent of travel was really spending an hour drive to go to Toronto because of the situation, right? We, we were not financially sound, right? We, yeah. we basically were just surviving. So at that time, even throughout university, I was different, right? Like I was working, everyone else had their own car. They were out there spending money. I was working just trying to survive eating, you know, beef patties, or yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, pasta, right? But yeah, like 
for me, even after uh, finishing university, I studied finance. I took a job in Toronto in sales and marketing. So that's how I started my career because I declined the uh, opportunity to go teach. And maybe that would have changed my mm -hmm. direction in how I would have started this company, but that's where it, it really started my sales career. Mm -hmm. And and do you feel like that that foundation helped you know sort of springboard help launch your your current company? Yeah. So up until I started my company in 2013, so seven years ago. But prior to that, I spent 10 years in more of a sales advertising environment, where I was more selling, you know, print medium as well as online digital solutions, right, to small, medium size, as well as Fortune 500 companies. So I got a really good foundation in terms of learning what the, the strong skills of sales, but also uh, relationship building, and really just understanding the mediums and choices in terms of where to advertise, what gives you a really good return on investment, what works today, and always just staying on top of that entire industry. So at that time, 10 years afterwards, that's when I kind of pivoted. And I, I did work at Yellow Pages for five years. Oh, wow. So that was a printed directory, as everyone knows. And that's what really pushed me to want to start a new company because my communication, like I was talking to thousands of local business owners while at Yellow Pages and they were frustrated. They were not getting the same return on investment. It's still a traditional medium and less and less people were consuming that uh, directory in print and online and reverting more to the digital Google search engine, right? Mm -hmm. So their revenues were declining. People were frustrated and they wanted choices. And that's where I, I thought, you know, where are they residing now? Where are the users, your customers uh, looking to find businesses? So I didn't really have a background in technical or continue, uh, computer programming. I just really had a really good background in sales and marketing. Mm -hmm. So obviously you started your, your company, which is basically an SEO company. And you didn't really necessarily have a technical background. Were there any challenges when you started that because you didn't necessarily have that technical background? And then how did you overcome those challenges? So definitely there were a lot of challenges. However, I think the pros to that is my background has always been sales and marketing. So the first thing you need to know is instead of having a product, you need customers, right? Mm -hmm. So I was out the door first month. I built a website. I just hired someone online to build a, you know, cheap, affordable website mm -hmm. and I was out there I didn't even have a laptop at that time I you know for me I was at a point where does it make sense for me to start investing in equipment office all, all these things without customers to see if it's even sustainable so mm -hmm. I had my my mobile phone at that time and I was going into some of my old clients at Yellow Pages as well as new clients and just letting people know Imagine being on that first page. Mm -hmm. Is that something you'd be interested in? And, you know, it really started off with my first customer giving me six months upfront as a, you know, payment. And that's mm -hmm. where it snowballed from there because I was confident in selling the product. I knew there was a need in place. And so therefore I was just out there selling. And then eventually I had to figure out how to get them there. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. So you're selling it before you even knew how you were going to do it. That's fantastic. Exactly. Exactly. So, so talk about some of the some of the things that you've learned over the years that actually works with SEO. Obviously, there's been been you know updates and all of that that threw everybody through a loop. Probably right around that same time, right? Panda and all of that wasn't that right around 2012, yeah. 2013, something like that. 
So can you talk a little bit about some of those things that you've, you've learned over the years? Yeah, so there's constant updates from Google. The, the whole point for them is really to provide the best user experience for the customers who are consuming that search result. So what you have to do as a business owner is really just to satisfy that user which is positioning yourself as a business owner to be that authoritative or the expert in your own domain or niche, right? And over the years, yes, there's the penguin update, the panda update, the hummingbird update, the bird update, the EAT update. Even May 2020, last month, there was a big, huge update, your money, your life update. Um, there's constant updates, but ultimately what you want to do is just run a really good business. Virtus Technology is a custom business software solution provider. Are you tired of manual entry into an old system that creates more work than it helps? Does your company suffer from constant pain and frustration around its business processes? Do you spend a lot of time and money trying to hunt information down or figure out what is happening in your business? Virtus Technology can help solve all of this. We evaluate your current processes and then create custom software or mobile apps to automate and streamline your business process, eliminating a lot of those pains and frustrations. Unlike other systems, our goal is to digitize your current processes and systems so that your staff's learning curve is very small. If you're ready to take your business operations to the next level, give Virtus Technology a call today. And that's foundational, right? Like while working at Yellow Pages, I met with thousands of local business owners that were bricks and mortar, and they served a purpose in the local community for generations, mm -hmm. not just years or decades. I mean, multi-generations. And how did they sustain it? I mean, if you look back, only the last 10, 15 years, Google really took off, right? Mm -hmm. Before that, how did people survive? How did local businesses thrive? Right. So I always look at like, yes, this last 10 years, 15 years has been dramatic in terms of technology with fast paced Internet, smartphones, information so easily accessible with all the social media and news feeds at your fingertips. Mm -hmm. However, it's maybe too fast. Right. Because now people are just not as focused, I would say. There's too much clutter and the relationship which is what is the real foundation of how a business is started mm -hmm. is lost, right? Like if you think about say 20 or 30 years ago, without the advent of computers and the internet, how did people really do business? It's really bricks and mortar. You mm -hmm. go to real people in real shops or call them on a phone mm -hmm. and really get to know them, right? On a more personal level. So all that is kind of lost. So that's what I'm, I'm trying to bring back in, how I run this agency, because I know from back in Yellow Pages world to today's world, there's a big disconnect. And with small, medium-sized businesses, it shouldn't be like that, right? Because foundationally, it should still be very strong. Mm -hmm. Excellent, excellent. What would you say that is one of the common mistakes that you see business owners making you know, with their SEO strategy and with their, their placement strategy? So with SEO, it is a long-term strategy. It's not going to be, you know, fast, easy. You do one tweak on your site and expect immense uh, results, right? It's a continuously updating and positioning yourself as the expert. 
just like running a well-run bricks and mortar business, right? It doesn't happen in one month, one year, not even three years, I would say. SEO is like building your business up for generations, right? So that you can then harvest a lot of, well, what you ultimately want to do is for Google to recognize your business as that leader in your space, in mm -hmm. your domain, right? So just like a local community leader that has been there for years, generations, you know, decades, it takes time, right? And if you run a really good business, bricks and mortar, and transition the exact same model to digital, which is take care of your customers, have really good value prop, create good you know, product service, have good business acumen, great reviews, references, white paper, case studies, testimonials. There's a lot of things that are very, you know, the synergies are very similar, right? Mm -hmm. And people forget that, right? They think, well, being on that first page is going to make a huge difference in my entire business. But in reality, even if you rank well and you run a really poor company, mm -hmm. that's not going to help you in any way right? I would say do the opposite. Take care of your customers. Make sure you have a really solid foundation as a business. Mm -hmm. And then when you're ready, look at SEO to complement what you have so that you can then fill that lead funnel of your ideal customers that you've kind of distinguished over the years. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's good. That's good. So if you, if you were to explain to someone how long SEO would take to realize results? What, what would you say? And again, I know that that's kind of a loaded question because there's you know, all kinds of different comp uh, competition in that for different keywords. But on average, do you have any, any piece of advice that you can give that says expect to work on it for six months before you really see any results? Or is it longer than that, shorter than that? How, how, what would you say? Yeah, so this is a very typical question for all people that are inquiring about services, right? Mm -hmm. Because they read a lot and there's a lot of free information on there. There's podcasts, there's YouTube videos, there's website blogs. And the answer is very loaded, I would say. Me being in the industry for over seven years, I've seen clients rank after a month in a very low competition space, right? Mm -hmm. But then if it's a hyper competitive space like restaurants or dentists or possibly lawyers in a hyper competitive market, it may take you years, right? And it also depends on your budget because if you think about it, you're comparing to other companies that might have an in-house team of SEOs or they've hired an SEO agency for years prior to you even starting your SEO campaign. So it's all relative, right? You cannot just give a loaded answer without looking at where you stand at that given time and moment. So yes, I, I've seen it all. And usually I, I can't even answer it without doing some more digging. Yep, yep. And how about if someone is, say, just getting started, do you have any advice on, you know, let's just say they, they sell flowers. Do you have any advice or, or tips that you've learned that they can start to evaluate on their own? You know, how, how difficult it's going to be to rank for selling flowers in Toronto, for instance. Yeah. So this whole space is just a, a separate segment of, and one pillar of your entire business plan. 
right? Mm -hmm. Marketing your business because there's a lot of different ways to market your business from traditional brochures, magazines, trade shows, radio, television, to more digital landscape, like paid ads, mm -hmm. Facebook ads, social media ads, podcasts, etc. And then of course the SEO component. But for me, I would say just take care of doing everything very good, which is build your own website if potential, if you have the funds to, mm -hmm. but you want to own everything you do, just like owning real estate. You want to own your business name. You want to own your website. So try not to rent it on Wix or GoDaddy website builder. You, the, the sooner you own your domain name, your hosting, you build your own website, then you can own the content that's on there as well. Yeah. So that you can then start positioning yourself as that thought leader. And I would say the first thing I would say is claim everything, get a really good URL, but start putting together good content to position your, yourself, right? And mm -hmm. set yourself apart by knowing who your customers are, who you want to gear towards in terms of the content, the publishing of different medias, mediums as well, not just written content, but maybe images, video, mm -hmm. audio as well. But just making a consistent habit, right? And content is a huge piece, but only one pillar of SEO. There's yeah. also links, there's a technical aspect. And then just positioning yourself as expert, as an expert, right? There's so yeah. many components. Yeah, that's that's interesting. Do you have any insights into what seems to work the best as far as content? Is it written? Is it video? Is it, you know, blogging or podcasting or you know any any insights there? Yeah. So content is a very interesting uh, component of a piece of search engine optimization. So Google allows you to have multiple forms of content, but you also have to look at where, who your ideal customers are and what are they consuming mm -hmm. at what point in the buyer journey, right? Because if it's early stages and they're just doing research, you may hit them up with a video, right? And then when they're closer to that decision, right? They're really actively looking, then they may want to check you out with reviews and testimonials. So you may need case studies as well, right? So just ensuring that you have multifaceted types of content for different purposes, depending on where your customers are consuming that content. So it's very difficult. I mean, this whole challenge of trying to hit everything and every single person at that given t moment is very challenging. And that's mm -hmm. the challenge with social media as well as digital marketing, right? Like it's, it's very difficult to uh, say one place works for every single business because it may work if you have a product and you have an offer and you put it on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and YouTube, right? But if you're a service state based type of company and you are more bricks and mortar or you're localized, maybe the three pack of the Google three pack is way more important. And you want to go after very niche specific keywords that are relevant to your real customers, right? So doing keyword research is very important. Understanding who those, what people are typing in and what resonates with those type of buyers, right? So this whole space is fairly complex for the average business owner. But mm -hmm. if you're excited to learn, there's tons of information online that's free. But you have to remember there's a lot of sources and you mm -hmm. have to back check a lot of things. 
Yeah, makes sense. Makes sense. John, this is fantastic. If people wanted to learn more about you, your services, how would you say is best to get in touch with you? Yeah, so our website is www.localseosearch.ca. We're based in Toronto, Canada, but we also service all clients in North America, UK, as well as Australia. And then we also have a podcast and it's called local SEO today. And that's where myself and my VP of sales, Roger, we've worked with over 10,000 local small, medium sized businesses over the years. Mm -hmm. And we've uh, come, we have a lot of business knowledge and insight. So we, we really talk about tips, strategies, and ways to really improve and help small businesses get through that hump and really become successful. And, and, you know, it is a, a journey, right? Like it's a lonely journey for a lot of entrepreneurs. So you are not alone. There's a lot of people in this world doing exactly what you're doing and doing, going through the same struggles, right? And that's why I'm, I'm glad, Matt, you're, you brought me on your show because just like your podcast, it's really to help these entrepreneurs that they're not alone. Like there's a lot of people that is going through and have gone through exactly what you're going through. So don't give up right? If this is meant to be, you got to plug away and go th through the, the grind, right? You know, first two years of running this agency, I didn't pay myself. I worked yeah. 16, 18 hours right, a day for seven days a week. I mean, it was tough. But yeah. if you really know it's something you are very passionate about and you really care and there's customers that you know, are supporting you throughout that journey, you don't want to give up on them, right? So it's all about like having faith and plugging away and keeping that momentum going. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I couldn't agree more too. you know, reaching out to other people who have done there, been done that, been there is incredibly, incredibly valuable. So John, again, many thanks for being on the show. And, you know, again, these things are always changing, like you said. So maybe uh, we'll have you on again so you can update us on some, some new tips, tips and tricks that you've learned over the, the next couple of months. So. Awesome. Well, thanks a lot, Matt. I had a pleasure and hopefully your audience members was able to absorb some of the content there. But if you do have any questions, feel free to reach out to me. Excellent. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for listening. And remember, pass the secret sauce.